into the world. But to change the world in a way that means anything. It's slow. It's methodical. Welcome to 2-Bit Encryption, the officially unofficial podcast for Mr. Robot on USA. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 6, titled Episode 2.4, Master Slave, mm. .aes. Uh, this is a really different one, Yeah, I would say. Uh, I, I don't know. I think it's maybe one of the best episodes. I really loved it. Yeah. I, so I agree with you, but here's what I keep thinking. I've been watching a lot of Olympics this week, and I feel like Sam Esmail is this Olympic swimmer, and they all get up there at the starting block, and they're doing that weird like broken arm slap thing to warm up, and you know, doing the stretches, and then they take their mark, and like Sam Esmail's still up there flapping his arms around, and they blow the whistle to go. Everybody jumps off. Sam Esmail's still flopping his arms around. Uh, you know, then when he finally jumps in the water after he's given everyone a three or four second head start, he jumps in feet first and starts swimming backwards. You know, like this, this, okay. this season's kind of taken a while to get going and, and you're now getting impatient. I'm not, it's not just impatient. I'm just saying like at first, the first, uh, if you saw someone like Michael Phelps, who's capable of winning a race by two seconds, just fucking around for a second or two, you'd kind of think like, that's kind of badass. Like he's so confident that he's got this in the bag that he's you know, going to let people get this huge, huge advantage on him. Um, but the more it goes on, the more you're thinking, okay, okay, if you don't pull this off, you're just going to look like a fool. And I feel like with Sam Esmail, okay. with these deliberately aping different directorial styles, uh, some people said this is the Soderbergh week with the Ocean's Eleven heist uh, and some of the cinematography. Uh, okay. I don't know who directed Full House, but this is the Full House week. <laughs> Um, but you know, with the full house stunt, the fact that I'm pretty sure we've all figured out the institution thing that's going to be the big reveal this season, mm-hmm. it just feels like, man, this la- the 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 home stretch of this season has got to be fairly superior for all of this to be worth it. That's my big fear, uh, is that he's turning people off with some of this more obtuse stuff, and by the time he delivers the goods, hopefully people will be still be watching it. And two, if it's not like really superior, like at least as good as the end of like season one leftovers, because we had similar mm-hmm. concerns about that. Like, man, this is so fucking out there. Are they really going to make this emotionally worth the trip? And they did. And I feel like that's the challenge Sam Esmail has that he has dared people to judge him and to, uh, you know, and confounded people and he's got to deliver the goods in the, the home stretch or this might be seen as like a, a like a true detective season two style misstep uh yeah i don't i don't know that it's that big of a misstep i i, I am getting a little impatient myself um you know there, there was a lot of good stuff this episode and i think the stuff with mr robot and elliot has kind of come to a head mm-hmm. and we've addressed that and now we can move on from it right um you know it took six episodes to get there that's a while yeah that's half the season um i think this is a 12 or 13 episode run this season sure um so that's what know, i'm saying that like, took half a season the, but the, the starting the starting whistle went off six episodes ago and he just right. jumped in the water and he jumped in feet first like what the hell <laughs> that's 
I don't know what you're getting at with the feet first thing. Yeah, uh, because I, mean, fact, I like think I said, this picked up the pace a lot. Well, yeah, but I'm saying feet first is like not conventionally. You do it with a full house oh, parrot, okay. right. too many cook style parody. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I guess I'm I'm more just along for the ride. And if he wants to take his time and get there, I'm fine with it. Like. Do you think he's going to get there, had, though? That's what I'm saying. Like, if, I if, do think he's going to get there, uh, yeah, to something. And I don't quite know what it is yet. I think it's... It, to me, it's becoming harder and harder to imagine that this is all an institution that Elliot is in, given the stuff that happened with Ray this episode. Oh, see, I think it's I think it's all an out-and-out confirmation, honestly. So it's, okay, I'm actually I, shocked to hear. Hmm. I can't wait to discuss that part with you because <laughs> right. I'm like, oh, this is just entirely consistent with what I would expect would happen in, in this kind of... I don't understand the exact scenario that he's stuck in, but it's... I mean, he can't... There's no, like, solitary confinement in a in a mental institution, right? Like, that level of, like, well, you're... You're just going away from everything. I mean, there's a hospital ward. I'm, I, don't, I don't feel like this is a solitary confinement wing. I feel like this is just a fucking basement that they've shoved him in. So they've pulled him out of the institution now? No, or I think he's, he's still, still in the institution. In the, the basement. Okay, I, I'm not... I guess we'll talk about it. And the other thing is, there, like, but... you, you know, you're the one that said, didn't you, the fact that, like, uh, when he's in Krista's office, that, like, he's misimagined. I mean, yeah. who the hell knows what it you know where he's at and what it actually looks like i mean like the inter the interrogation slash visiting room looks like his mom's kitchen right you know and so so when you can't rely on anything that the narrator is saying or any audio visual stimulus like obviously uh you know when he's getting his ass beat and later on a coma he's in a 90s style sitcom like Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's what the the possibilities of where he's actually at and what he's actually doing and how much of this is Mr. Robot, you know, playing playing a version of chess that he can actually win. Yeah. Like I said, I, I love like I, I know I just talked a bunch of shit and my worries, but I know I loved it. Like I had kind of a stink face look for about the thir- first thirty seconds of the episode. Mm-hmm. But I slowly started getting a big smile on my face when I realized that this wasn't just a stunt, that this was something a little bit deeper. And that's, yeah. that's what always kind of saves these moments for Mr. Robot. But I'm still saying that I feel like if this isn't like a really type of hammer blow end of the season, that I'm going to walk away from this, this season disappointed. Okay. Uh, sure. I, I'm, I'm guaranteeing that a lot of people agree with you. Uh, no, I, I've seen it already. Right. Like, and I, I've seen a lot of people not even like this episode, which to me is shocking. I got several feedback saying that this is the week they're they're out. Like, you yeah. know, hey, I thought season one is good, or maybe I only started watching it because you guys were covering it. But honestly, this is just too weird. <laughs> I thought out. this was the best episode of the season by a long I shot. I think so actually. too. I actually totally yeah. agree. I'm just saying it's one of those things where I also worry that this is going to be style over substance. Okay. Or the Sam Esmail is severely overestimating the substance because largely we puzzled this out by f- the first episode. Yeah, that could be true. Um, uh, but we should probably get into the Before recap, we do, yeah. I just want to mention that I, – I don't think I mentioned this last week, but I was doing a, a Gilmore Girls podcast. Uh, right. This is a, a promise I delivered a long time ago. It's uh, Return to Stars Hollow if you're into that kind of thing. But coincidentally, episode 411 was the very first – instance of remy Ma- malik being uh, his at first acting gig right he 
So, so when you say doing a Gilmore Girls podcast, you mean you guest I guest hosted on someone else's yeah with, Gilmore? Uh, okay, you know, um, not hey, I've had this Gilmore Girls no, podcast for four seasons. No, no, no. I guest hosted with uh, Cordia and uh, Cal- I think it's uh, Callista or um, Celeste, and okay. uh, I just thought it was it's so fucking hilarious that the first episode I've watched in years is the one that Remy Malik has got his acting debut on. Wow, and he plays yes. like uh, a Bible student. Like very, very invested, wide-eyed, like eyes the size of dinner plates type of of uh, uh, Bible student. Yeah, I'd like to see that. That's he's so he's young too, man. He's so young. Like imagine, however, he uh, old he is now, and fifteen years ago. Right. Uh, okay, let's start up the recap. It's uh, Elliot hallucinating that he's in some terrible '80s sitcom where he's on the annual Alderson road trip with the rest of his family. Uh, I'm gonna kind of blitz through this when sure, we talk about the whole fine. thing uh they stop at an e-mart gas station where angela works and rob the place they blow a tire on the road trip and elliot discovers tyrell tied up in the trunk uh gideon's dressed as a police officer and he pulls him over and he's run over by alf uh in a convertible uh elliot thinks mr robot has finally won the battle for his mind but it turns out the whole thing was created by mr robot to shield elliot from the beating that he's taking at the hands of ray yeah uh, where do you want to start with this thing? <laughs> so he's essentially just the this, style. This is like just disassociative behavior. Like mm-hmm. uh, my mind is going to check out from my body because of some trauma I'm enduring, right? And replace it with uh, you know some kind of sitcom format. Yeah. Um, well, the first thing I want to talk about is if they, have, I think they need to remake the Next Generation right now since we're rebooting all these franchises, and they need to cast as a Michael or Michelle Gill. The guy who plays Gideon, Gideon yeah. as Data. Okay. Couldn't He'd he be just... perfect, could, yeah. I mean, yeah. He is... I mean, everyone talks about how right on What's-His-Face is for Spock or Pine is for Kirk, but this guy yeah. was put on Earth to reprise Lieutenant Commander Data. Or yeah. just fucking run back the rest of the crew. Like, they're older and that's cool, but he can come back and... Because Brent Spiner said, I'm too old to play Data. Now bring this guy back. Keep playing You know, Data Never Ages. Yeah. All right. Uh Pretty good. Having said all that, um, it, it's weird because we just did this Buffy podcast, right? Yeah, uh, a week ago, uh-huh. where we were lamenting the fact that nobody is willing to like take these crazy chances with shows and do these kind of crazy one-off sort of things, and then even in universes that might be able to support it, right? And then next week, bam! Yeah, here comes Mister Robot with half an episode that's just a crazy spoof of an 80s sitcom right and very specific too like the intro song was yeah. straight up full house yeah the and the credits font, yeah, yeah and and everything. alf uh-huh. alf just does a straight up cameo yeah it's real weird and then like he's got his old catchphrases and i think there's a little bit of clarissa explains it all in there when uh darlene's kissing cisco at the window uh, yeah like that's the vibe i got from it gotcha uh, yeah, they, it really apes those shows well. Uh, and even, like, down to the acting. I mean, Christian Slater here is just pulling off a perfect, just cheesy 80s dad. Danny Tanner. Yeah, even, totally. Even down to the, you know, serious episode of the week speech, you know, or, like, very uh-huh. special episode speech with the very special episode music behind it as he's sitting down, like, you know, here's sport. This is what's going on. Um and the old graphics. I mean, the, we'd start off with the USA logo, the intro from 
way back. Well, the committing, even going through the commercials, and I started to think, like, so that Bud Light, I think, was a real commercial. Do you think... I remember that, yeah. Do you think that Bud Light actually paid? Like, was that something they're like, hey, we'll run back one of your old commercials, we'll give you a discount rate, it'll work in... I don't know, because uh, you're... Because when they went for that, I'm like, man, how awesome would it be if they got all of their sponsors to do, like, the classic versions just for one episode to completely buy into it? Yeah. Like, oh, hey, man, you know, cool. we're not getting a lot of advertising anyway, and we'll give you a discounted mm-hmm. rate, and everyone's going to be talking about this. But then, of course, um, you know, they started just going as, as a winner. Right. Although somebody really blurred the line. Like, I'm, I'm halfway through that Hewlett Packard... Uh, um, you know, net security commercial, and I'm like, wait a second, is this going to be an E Corp logo or no? It's HB. Uh, uh-huh. You know, it's like really, really crazy. Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of commercials in there that they just kind of made up. There's the E Corp one. There's E Corp Online. Yeah, which is it's like American you know, Online, yeah. AOL sort of thing. Um, they do USA's Up All Night, like a little uh, stinger in there with the careful massacre of the bourgeoisie. Sure. Uh, the voice on that sounds exactly like the guy from that period. Is it? I might be. Do you I mean, know they, if they, it's him? I don't know. I mean, they found the guy who voiced Alf and ran him back. How hard right. is it to find the USA voiceover guy if he's still kicking? Yeah, I mean, it's, what, 30 years later? Yeah. But still, I, I remember that guy's voice, clearly. Uh, yeah, and there's... It's interesting because Elliot declares at some point that it's all a lie. And Mr. Robot doesn't disagree with him. He goes, but lies can be useful, uh-huh. which makes you wonder how much of what is being told in this sort, like the fact that uh, Tyrell was locked up in a trunk and then later beat to death graphically. Mm-hmm. Uh, are we to take that as that's a literal, that's something that Mr. Robot is is telling Elliot subconscious that this is this is really like, I mean, and if that's the case, then who's fucking with uh, Joanna? Right. So I I have some some questions about all that. So like Tyrell in the trunk. It, clearly Christian Slater, Mr. Robot is talking about him being his baggage. Mm-hmm. Now he's very specific about like that language. Um and it's very specifically coming from Mr. Robot because Elliot doesn't know about Tyrell until later on. Uh is this something where so in the in, you know, Elliot's Mr. Robot state when he right. did the 5-9 hack. Mm-hmm. Is it possible that he killed Tyrell? I, I mean, we, we've talked about this at the beginning with the popcorn machine. I mean, I'm that's been my kind of theory from the beginning. And I feel like this is furthering the evidence for that. Right. Like, I, I don't know who is calling with Joanna and fucking with her, but they made it very clear, or they really muddied the water when, when Tyrell called... Elliot, even Elliot right. himself saying this isn't real you're just fucking with me yeah um but you know this this is one of the interesting conundrums of the show is like if you can't depend on if, if Elliot's on screen and you can't depend on any of that for mm-hmm. good information then is it super is is it really super interesting or is this just you know if if if, if there's no way to determine what's real and what's not and what's a mystery and what's just fantasy then does it feel eventually defeating to watch it? Because, like, well, obviously they want me to engage with this in kind of a lost type, uh, the leftovers type, some kind of, you know, X-Files type mystery that I'm supposed to uncrack. Mm. But then if they're not giving me the information and they're just openly fucking with me, then why would I engage like that? But it's so far outside the conventional drama structure that what other level is there to enjoy it other than just, like, the cinematography and acting, which that's, that's fair enough. 
Yeah, and I mean that there are other plot lines in this story that we can rely on. Right. Um so maybe you get some some kind of grounding there. But I I don't think everything in Elliot's scenes are necessarily up for debate as to whether they're real or not. Like well, when he interacts with Angela or Darlene, he's really interacting with those people. But yes, but we've seen where like he remaps words like when they're saying E Corp, he hears it as evil corp. And we also Right, but if, we've if, seen like, bits of that. He doesn't map entire conversations no, but to what, so it's, that didn't happen or anything right. like that. It's the camel's nose under the tent though. If if he's doing it one percent right. at a time Okay, so does that mean he's only doing one percent of the time, or is he doing it fifteen percent of the time? We just don't know because it's not as blatant. Like, sure, is he sitting in his mother's kitchen, or is he in some kind of detention facility, or is he in some kind of you know meeting reception area? We don't know if the theory is correct. Mm-hmm. He is, which that's what I'm saying. Like you, I think you can trust certain things, like the general thrust, but the locations and the sense of time. Um, sure. And I just hope that, that at some point they provide us, kind of like they did late last season, with some kind of legend. Like for this map, or mm-hmm. a key, so we know what all this these symbols mean and 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 what they're doing. Or because otherwise, uh, you know, you could feel a little bit lost. Sure, yeah. And I don't mean that in like the ironic sense of the show, but like right. just just literally feeling lost. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't know. A lot of this stuff I really like. I mean, it's it's completely ridiculous. Like hit Darlene's mom punching her out twice. Uh. Was it so? That's the thing. Like it's played for laughs, and it kind of is funny. Yeah. But is that? Are we supposed to literally believe that that is the kind of treatment that she they got from her mother? I don't know. I mean, you could like read into that and say that yeah, her mother was that abusive, um, especially towards Darlene, but maybe not to Elliot. Uh, ah. Yeah, I, I could see that happening. And if and if Elliot like, you know, kind of caught wind of those things when he was a kid, maybe noticed some things. Uh, that he's been repressing too, and that would explain a lot about Elliot's demeanor, right? In, as a kid, you know, right. he yeah. doesn't he doesn't want to talk about his side of issues. He doesn't sure. want to like really talk about anything. Well, that's the other thing is I've been trying to ponder, you know, how much can we rely on these childhood flashbacks? Because I've got this theory I've been kicking around that like, what if he projected onto his mother all of the terrible things about his father that he couldn't cope with because his dad is his hero because he's into computers and he's a hacker and he's got this store but my dad also beats me Hmm. and is violent and abusive how do i as a child that maybe has uh you know on some sort of spectrum how do i do that well we see that his mind is prone to disassociation and coming up with fantasy so maybe he projects all that behavior onto his mother who's otherwise normal but she's boring and not interesting to him Right. So I'll recontextualize everything that happens in my life, except for maybe getting thrown out the window. Although I'm also, yeah. I, I'm starting, I just don't believe that, I'm increasingly finding it hard to believe that that actually happened. Because okay. he's got, like, if he had, a, does he have lung cancer or brain cancer? I don't remember. Or is it because it's, I, th- I thought it was lung cancer. I mean, he's coughing, so yeah. brain cancer doesn't make you cough, or yeah. I suppose it could. But. And I thought I saw some blood leaking out of his ear in one of the um, full house sequences, but then it looked like that was just a shitty color balance from oh. the fact that it, you know, it's it's on a conventional tube. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, oh, well, maybe it metastasized in his brain because it's just hard for me to square this guy who's so sensitive and caring and understanding about Elliot and his condition and mm-hmm. just loves him so much with a guy who would fly off into a rage because he told his mother he had cancer and throw him out a window. Right. I mean, you know, that kind of stress can make you do crazy things, though. That's pretty damn crazy. 
like like altering brain chemistry type crazy. But it, I it's mean, possible. When when we say throwing him out a window, he didn't like pick him up and heft him out the window the way you would I don't know, a bale of hay onto a truck. Uh the way I understand it is source. he shoved him. Right. And you know, the window happened to be behind him and out he went. Okay. Like I I don't know that his intention was I'm going to toss this kid out this window cuz okay. I'm angry at the world. All right. Uh I think he was mad and he pushed him and You could be right. But th- is that's I guess kind of a problem to show that I'm going in these crazy directions sure. because I really I, don't know. <laughs> I don't have any purchase and it's hard I for me think to understand. it's encouraging you to, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm uh because you know my biggest bugaboo in as far as critically acclaimed movies is usual suspects because I didn't mm-hmm. like it that I don't feel like they played fair with me. They didn't give me yeah. the correct information I needed to know to understand what was going on. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm kind of getting that vibe with this season of Mr. Robot. Okay. Um, the, the other stuff that I really like in here is just, you know, the, the tropes that they kind of send Elliot through with, you know, the, the censors, like when he figures out he's being censored and he screams, fuck that. Yeah was one of the best parts of the episode for me. <laughs> it's almost and it's it's played like a you know neo not you know not being able to speak moment. Uh-huh. Like it's a horrific like oh my god, I can't express myself. Everything kind of about thing. this Elliot's playing it like that, right? Like Yeah. What this is wrong. Everything about this is wrong and you people are going along with well, it. Well, it's even in the credit sequence like there's a lot of stuff that's unhinged like you know Darlene's everyone's all smiles except for, you know, Elliot who's just trying to figure everything the fuck out and then Angela is like sobbing over her father but then she she does the traditional turn and oh hey smile and then she sobs again so it's like they linger a little too long on that like one, she's the right? only she but but that's what i'm saying like she's the only one that's not able to completely go through the motions of this fantasy and is that significant hmm but but then again I mean, we, we already know that she's not like you know there was some confusion in the beginning of the season of a whose side she's on but i feel like that right. you know everything about the show since like episode three is reinforced that no, she's still on the side of angels. Yeah. You know, she's just fighting the war a different way. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know what it's saying. Cause I mean, her and Elliot are really the only ones who aren't kind of in on the thing. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, and even she is to some degree. So, right. Um, there's, there's something really cool in here that people on Reddit noticed. Classic game. Boy. I did not. Well, yeah. Aside from that, <laughs> Uh, I was I was gonna try and zoom in and see what game she was actually playing, like what cartridges in there. If oh, they made like a custom label okay, or something. Because she's but playing the game of Elliot getting his ass beat, right? But, okay. Yeah, yeah, and he sees that in the rearview mirror too. Right. He he at some point starts to realize what's going on here a little bit. And this also ties in with the you know the sequence at the end where his dad is talking about moving forward and not dwelling on the past and yeah. looking at the positive stuff in the future. Although shit, it doesn't look like Ellie's got much to look forward to future wise either. <laughs> nope, not really. Uh, but yeah, so people on Reddit did some digging. There was a screenshot of a road sign. That oh appears. yes, I did. I played that game last night. Did you? Okay, so mm-hmm. did I a little bit. Uh, so the road sign has an IP address on it, yeah, essentially. Like One ninety two, right? Like on. State Road, whatever, Highway, right. whatever, Interstate, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's like one nine two dot two five one dot six eight dot two four five. Right. And if you punch that into your browser address bar, it takes you to a BBS. Uh, BBS mock-up site. emulator, yeah, yeah, 
where you can hit a certain combination of key codes. I can't remember the exact combination. Well, if you you can actually play this and solve it organically. If you go yeah. to the bulletin board, someone says something like, "Hey, I tried to page this ISOP, and he didn't answer." So then I br- browsed the bulletins and I looked at the anti graphics and, and, and if and you then, do yeah. those, se- if you do this, the the commands in exactly the the order of that message, it mm-hmm. triggers the Easter egg. Right, which well, the is... Easter egg within the Easter egg. It's a fucking what, <laughs> one of those Russian nesting dolls things. Right. Show. Uh, yeah. So if you do that, it opens up a hidden menu with these pictures in it, these motivational posters, which people have figured out are actually Angela's motivational posters because right. they are in the episode, scattered around up, yeah. her her cubicle and right. stuff like that. Uh, people currently think that there's maybe some steganography which is image encryption i think they're right because all of those images are like a hundred k which and then two of them are like 4.5 megabytes and now that i don't i don't know why there'd be that vast disparity in how much data is contained in those images that are all roughly the same size but also redditors have run it through you know in in the 48 hours since release have have been working on Different ways to encrypt that, decrypt that, and so far nothing. At least as right. of last night, I didn't check this morning to see if anybody cracked it. I didn't either. Um, but yeah, I was I was looking around midnight last night and nothing yet. Uh, mm. So I'm interested to see if anything comes of that or if it's just a little Easter egg. The awesome thing about the BBS is that's how I, you know, um, <laughs> it's it was so cool and nostalgic because that's when I was. 10 to 13 years old that was the internet i mean it was before the internet you dial up with your modem and you know doing the ascii art like you know this 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 graphic representation of bart simpson and how slow it would load like you'd actually see it load in real time line by line yeah so fucking cool it's so cool (laughs) i wish they'd gone further and there was like a bbs door game you could play Uh uh-huh like, I wonder how hard it would be to just implement, like, a Legend of the Red Dragon or a Trade Wars in that. Because that would have been nostalgia overload if they had some door game. Or, like, a. I wonder if they'll keep adding to that. Like, will there be a Mr. Robot door game later on? Yeah, like they've done with whoismrrobot.com. Well, and, uh, like, where did this, you know, why is the first thing that Elliot thought of when he saw this building Mr. Robot? Right. Like, is that a game that he's playing? Are we going to, is, is that a game that he was playing on the BBS? And I don't know. That would be kind of neat. Uh, yeah, I well, we assume that's the first thing. I mean, maybe he maybe he came up with some real just terrible <laughs> just names. His dad was like, "We're not calling it Fuckopolis, kid. It's not going to happen. Come up with a different." I guess one. that's true. They cut right before he has. <laughs> his I mean, obviously, you're supposed to think, "Okay, here comes Mr. Yeah, Robot." Yeah, the building did get to call yes. Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot does sound like something a kid would come up with, right? So, and it could be just, you know, Mr. Robot is just the name of the the, the company. It has no other video game or, or, or whatnot, but... Right. Um, should we should we move on? There, there are actually a couple of other interesting things that happened kind of around the show. Like, during this sequence, I guess, um, USA changed Mr. Robot's Twitter account to have, like, yeah. an out, like, the 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 80s style like family portrait in their header right. and the whole their logo theme. was mr robot with the full house font and yep. like they changed all that and then like if you go to uh who is mr robot.com now mm-hmm. it has the the whole the background is just like a it's not mirrored what is it called tiled uh alf picture mm, right so they've changed a couple things there do you think there is significance because they they referenced Alf and the Simpsons in this episode, and that was one of the BBS uh, ANSI art images. One was of Alf and one was of Bart Simpson. Do you mm-hmm. think that there is – that's going to be significant? 
I can't imagine how. I mean, you, but... we talked about like how kind of what kind of hard sci-fi this show could turn into, like uh, with um, some kind of meta-human singularity, advanced artificial intelligence. Alpha right. really means art uh, alien life form. Yeah. Uh, could it mean artificial life form? Mm. I had a bomb feedback that I'm going to the tease a little bit where that 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 a thesis that Elliot is actually an android. He's some <laughs> kind of prototype. It. Well, and it's, okay. the show's called fucking Mr. Robot. It's like it's uh-huh. hiding it in plain sight. And I'm like, I, that's one of those like emails I had to push away from the desk for like five minutes and like just contemplate the implications. Yeah, like just shift the Rubik's cube in my mind. Like, okay, uh-huh. this is tr- oh shit, you know that would explain a lot. Hmm. All right, let's move on to Elliot well, oh, waking up. The other thing the USA committed fully to it is they have the, 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 a commercial for suits that they filmed in this in-universe style. Like, justice has never looked so good. And they, they actually had the real actors and stuff, and they cut it like an ah, 80s commercial. Suits, nothing's going to help that show. <laughs> well, it's getting better ratings, Mr. Robot. Uh, Okay, fair. <laughs> So Elliot wakes up in the hospital in really bad shape. Uh, he can barely breathe, it seems. Uh, Ray's there spouting some shit about his dog only being alive because he's allowing it, and he's comparing Elliot to the dog, and Alf's on the TV outside of the room. Not a super long scene, but man, Craig Robinson, he's crushing this role as Ray. He's real intimidating. Yeah, it's almost weird. It's... Hmm. I it's another one of those things where I'm having some some Tyrell um, problems because this is such a departure from his other character, um, and even a way that like is more extreme than even like like a Gus from Breaking Bad. Hmm. Okay. Um, that it's like you know I'm I'm having a little hard time thinking that this is a realistic, consistent character, hmm. but I don't know. Do you did so they talk about this master slave type stuff. Um one thing is interesting to know is like master slave is is um it, it, in the context of technology is usually referred to when one device or one uh part of a con- system has control of other ones. So you only have to address one and then it passes on or it handles the timing. There this is referred to a lot in like pneumatic technology where you'll have a master and slave cylinder. Uh, it's, uh, and, and for Mr. Robot, it has to do with, um, hard drive technology. Right. Um, which I did a little bit of research and one of the notes that they had in this technical reference is like, interestingly, that master slave is not really a good descriptor of how, of what you're doing when you're addressing hard drives that essentially you're just saying which one is zero and which one is one. Right. Which is, and it's not like one There's hard no drive. control over the other hard drive. So I know that now. Does Sam Elliott know that, or, or Sam Elliott, uh, Sam Esmail, does he know <laughs> uh, that, and is he trying to tell us something about the nature of this master and slave relationship? It's illusory. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's a really good question, and that is interesting now that Elliot is kind of a hack slave, right? Like, right. He's, it's interesting to me that he discovers kind of these, these people who are being bought and sold on this website, and now he himself is kind of that. Sure. But if if the analysis of the the hard drive technology yeah. is right, then that means that Ray thinks he's the master. Oh yeah, I'm sure he won't be stuck in this yeah, yeah. room for the next four or five episodes or whatever. or seasons <laughs> or seasons. Yeah, he's not actually the hack slave. Let's turn he's... into a procedural where Ray comes in. He's got a new mission, and sometimes there's a beat to to be continued, but most of the time it's uh, 45 minutes and you're done. Yeah, I mean, at some point, if he wants Elliot to do the things that Elliot needs to do for him. 
he's going to have to give him communication access, right? Sure. So what can where, Elliot do with Elliot, that? Well, he can do anything. Yeah. I mean, that's where Elliot can fuck you. He's hacking the FBI from this dude's office right, right. now. I have a feeling this guy's a softer target than that. Yeah. Since he can't figure out Tor instructions and can't mi- migrate his own site. Yep. I mean, I, does he understand what a loose... I mean, does he think that his brutality to Elliot is going to, con- to cow him and control him? Because these guys don't understand enough to know... You know, like, he'd be entering shell commands, and there's he's slitting their throat, and they'll be none the wiser. <laughs> I mean, this is a guy who got... Are you fucking like, us, Elliot? Because if you're fucking us, I'm going to beat your <laughs> ass, and then FBI comes and kicks their door down. Yeah, that's like, too now late. now what? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, Elliot is a guy who got, like, esoterically angry at the world mm-hmm. and decided to take it all down, to slash and burn it. Like, sure. Yeah. You're not going to cow him. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. Violence, uh, flowers, nothing's going to gonna keep this guy on a chain yeah so i I don't know i'm super excited to see exactly how he takes down ray but it's gotta happen it's also i thought the choice of words that ray used to describe his dog living like her own operator um Uh, because that's a classic like sysop literally and you're paging the sysop on his bbs uh uh, easter egg game that's literally means system operator operator is also a classic name for someone who's like a terminal jockey before they were developers or coders or programmers or operators. Right. So I thought that was interesting, that he's making an analogy and using a very otherwise esoteric word choice, mm-hmm. but the analogy is to, to Elliot, so that's, like, strangely fitting. Does Ray know that? Yeah, I I don't know like how I've much ne- Ray knows about technology. I've never used the word operator used unless there's a piece of heavy machinery, right. a telephone operator... A special forces guy, or like an old school psysop. Those are the only times I've ever used people. Use, I've ever heard people use that. You call it a psysop? I call it a sysop. Really? Like well, system? You, you probably yeah. pronounce gift wrong too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, we move you're on. You're right, to... though. No, you're right. By those rules, sysop would be because it's system op, not a sys. It's not a system operator, <laughs> right? So I always just made that connection. Uh, I started pronouncing when I was 11, and also I mispronounced things. So. Right. And you named your dad's business Fuck Squat. So, <laughs> so it's you pretty know. strange for a, a dental lab technician. <laughs> like, he, it really held him back the first few years. Yeah. Fuck Squat, in, you know, LLC. Yep. Uh, all right. We move on to Trenton and Darlene talking about how hard it's going to be to hack the FBI now that they're leaving in just one day. Uh, talking about the FBI leaving. As, as also we got the fa- in, from the news report that it's been two days since the the hotel attack. Right. Uh, yeah, and that's got everybody concerned, rightfully so. Um, so mom- and, and now the FBI is on super high alert. So not only are they leaving tomorrow, but they're got like they're in an extra defensive posture. One right. would think. Uh, yeah, one would think. One would think. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name because I heard Darlene say Mobley this week. Uh-huh. And I I've started saying Mobley and Mobley's someone corrected right. me to Mobley. No, no, you were saying Mobley and it's Was Mobley. I? Yeah. Okay. See, you're doing the thing that I do where I can't I can no longer tell the correct from incorrect pronunciation <laughs> in my head. Well, I know it's I know it's Mobley because I heard Darlene say it. Okay. And if Darlene's wrong, well, fuck me, I don't know what to do. <laughs> uh but Mobley's you're having te- your Martinez moment, man. <laughs> right. Uh, Mobley's teaching Angela how to run the scripts that activate the femtocell. She's not really getting it. Uh, he gives her a USB drive with a backup plan on it, and they keep trying. Then Mobley warns Darlene that Angela isn't ready, and they don't have the femtocell set up yet. Uh, they're still waiting to get it back and, and so he can program it. Uh, Darlene assures him they'll be ready in time. Quite, so here's 
here is a minor technical problem with this episode yes. that they do for the sake of drama, but they're trying to get her to type these arcane sh- uh, command prompts and whatnot. A fucking shell script. Yeah, she could literally just type run. Yes, name it run. It's going yeah. to execute. Like, put it on the root so she doesn't even have to fucking change directories. Put like, it in your path and environment variable so, like, it doesn't matter where she is. It'll just run. Like, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I don't know why they chose to make it be about this rather. Because there's she, she still had some practical things that she had to overcome. And there was the... You know, it's not so much her typing stuff in, but just the fact that the status bar is going. And I don't know why. Right. Maybe he's like, you know what? I've seen people sweat over status bars for 20 years. Uh-huh. Uh, I want to do something more interesting, even though it's not technically correct. But it, it bothered me from the jump. I'm like, me why too. are you trying to make this non-technical person learn this arcane stuff? Right. I mean, the whole concept of Script Kitty... Is someone yes. who takes a script and like double clicks it and without it just any goes. knowledge of how it's working, they just it's, right. They're they're a, they're a crazy person with a gun, and they don't need like complicated commands. They don't need to reconfigure their wireless points. Like all this shit, they can just literally type a word and it goes. Yes, that's what they should have done with Angela, and I don't know why they didn't. I, it really bothered me too. It, it's got to be something with the building attention, but it feels like there's a lot of other ways they could have done it, and it's a rare technical misstep. Yeah, I agree. Uh, th- there's this other thing, this rubber ducky USB drive that yep. he gives to, to Angela just in case. Uh, obviously, she doesn't use it in this episode. Right. But that's got to come back, yeah. I think if she's going to use it to fuck um, uh, F Society. Really? I mean, there was this... You think she's going to steal well, their information? Well, when Cisco walks in and she mm-hmm. realizes that they were involved in all... Essentially turning her jump, life upside yeah. down... Uh, and she's been used this whole time. I feel like that. Yeah, she hates E Corp, but now F Society's on her radar too. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, this is the kind. Of, like I said, a, a crazy person with a gun. She doesn't. She all she has to do is jack. She, they, she told it, it's like all you got to do is stick this in the USB port. Fifteen seconds, yank it. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe it wouldn't work on F Society servers because they're hardened against those kind of attacks. It's those kind right. of attacks are pretty easy. You know, just disable your USB uh, <laughs> sure. ports. Yeah, uh, but uh, and that's kind of standard. Like, there's a lot of surprise. E Corp doesn't do a lot of like really standard security practices. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was a, a company where uh, I had thousands and thousands of generic terminals, that's the first thing I'd do is you know write a script or do firmware to just completely disable all USB ports for mm. you know disable all the ports. Yeah. Disable- the video cards to say I mean that. I don't know cuz I don't I, I don't know if I'd actually do that in a corporate environment you definitely do it in like a retail environment you got to harden the shit out of those things right yeah but um mm-hmm. anyway uh yeah I'm I'm pretty sure it's coming back there's also a lot to talk about here with Cisco um when he meets with this Chinese guy who gives him a wireless box uh guy's clearly from the dark army uh Cisco wants to know what's going on and he presses the issue like I guess wants to know kind of why they need the box because I've built a whole a whole uh, structure for what's going on with Cisco in my head here mm. uh, that I'll probably spell out in this scene. But okay. you know, for for his efforts for pressing the issue, he gets a needle broken off under his fingernail, maybe injected with something. I don't think so. I though. think it was supposed to be a threat. Yeah. That it's like I could have, I could kill you right now, but I'm just going to kind of. This is kind of like a modern bamboo under under the fingernails with the bonus that if I push this plunger, I could kill you. But it didn't look right. like he actually did inject anything. I don't think so. Uh, and certainly, if he did, there were no immediate effects. Right. Um. So 
I have. I guess my biggest question here is why does Darlene involve Cisco in this at all? They need the Dark Army to do something with the Femtocell. Does Darlene really? Uh, they do, so, or does just Darlene trust Cisco now that she's that he's come to her and said, "Hey, the FBI." Or is Cisco is actually around? good, or is he just essentially a front for Dark Army? And he act is, is he like a, literally a script kitty? So Darlene gives him a job, mm-hmm. he farms it out to Dark Army. So I I think he it's more of a master slave relationship here. I I think Dark Army's got them got Cisco under their thumb. Yeah. And Cisco's scared shitless of this of this yeah this faction. And what did they do? Like and, clearly, and so they came to him and were like, "Hey, when she gives like we know that she gave you yes. the assignment to do this femtocell thing, give it to us." And they did something to fuck with it. And they obviously did. Yeah, I mean, the end of this episode, the wireless goes down. So either well, okay, there are some theories about what's going on with well, that. Yeah, but and we'll the, get there. Uh, and it also ties in with what's going on with price and E Corp in general and like I there that's I think so I think it's funny because I hate some of those ex, uh those scenes with price because like I feel like they fundamentally under, misunderstand how e economy and politics work. Okay. Uh, but whatever, science fiction. But I also think it's the most interesting mystery right now. Like does Philip Price know that White Rose and Minister Zhang yeah. are one and the same person? Um, is dark is is the Dark Army working on Elliot's agenda? That like okay, now that you got E Corp down and out, mm-hmm. uh, are are they deliberately doing things to keep them from recovering the way that Philip Price expected? Because it seems like they're working against all these things that they're doing are really fucking over E Corp, right? You know, recovering from their from their catastrophe. So. Right, and I mean, this could be, you know, uh, essentially war between these two countries, right? I mean, sure. if they can, you know, find a different way, a different avenue into the country's economy through their businesses. I mean, that's the thing. And then like, fuck them hardcore and come out on top. I mean, cyber warfare is already a thing. Right. The United States and, and, and Allied for, uh, have has, uh, hacked the countries to disable their nuclear programs. We have right. abundant evidence that the Chinese have hacked and, and, and Russians have hacked government servers to steal state secrets and stuff. Like, this mm-hmm. is, you know, at the very least espionage, but also, like, you know, when you're destroying an indus- – uh, uh, if, you des- if you destroy an enemy's capacity to make something, like mm-hmm. nuclear material, what's the difference between the su- the stuck worm and a bomb that's dropped by a plane on a factory? Right. Practically zero. <laughs> Sure. You know, that this is a this is a sovereign country who's exercising their free will and you're saying nah mm-hmm. with force. I that's like the the cyber warfare era is already here. Right. Yeah. Uh, and no think... one's talking about any Geneva conventions or it's just all uh, the no, well, when no they, holds barred. Yeah, I mean when they think about it they're like when people talk about cyber warfare they're it's usually mentioned in the same breath as n- nuclear devices, sure. right? Yeah. But in this case, I think it's different. I think it's an economic cyber warfare sure. where they're trying to crumble the infrastructure uh, of the country by destroying the economic base. And China seems to have done that effectively in this show. Yeah. But if, I mean, that's the thing, like, you know, whether you're burning crops or destroying currency, it's still an, a material attack on a country. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and it's just fascinating. And, but, so, and also, the, the when yeah, you can have a very strong military and be surrounded by oceans and aircraft carriers and be, for all intents and purposes, impregnable. Uh-huh. And the only way to beat that is to ha- have a larger army. 
There is no you and I both know there's no way to secure a system. If it's no. connected to the internet, yeah. it's by definition hackable. Yeah. So like what is the implication when you're talking about all out cyber warfare against state actors? It's crazy. Crazy and scary. Yeah, I, I can't I can't conceive of a way to protect against that. And I wonder if all uh, this granted I'm not that smart. And so. I wonder if all this oogie boogie uh corporate uh you know, greed is just a distraction from the thing how like how big is mr robot going to get are we going to get to some kind of war games type scenario by the season five i kind of hope are so we ushering in the singularity like, like this yeah, show could be so much bigger than what it is which is the exciting prospect of it yeah and i hope it doesn't turn away so many people that it never gets that chance um it, it, so i read an article where there's a usa executive talking about it and they're talking about they, it's exactly what we speculated that USA Group is doing this as a loss leader to build the yeah. prestige, so they can then, you know, I mean, this is a long term game for them, and I think as long as Mister Robot continues to get critical, be a critical darling, that it's going to be secure. Okay. I don't, re- I'm cool. not really worried about ratings. I am worried about the season paying off, and you know, people people talking about how like, wow, Sam Esmail really delivered on everything, and not like, oh, you know, a lot of smoke, not much fire. That's the thing that I'm think I would think would 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 hurt Mr. Robot's chances now, right? Uh, yeah. So I I mean the, going back to Cisco real quick. Yep. The the reason I say you know it, there's this master slave relationship is because as soon as he starts talking about his loyalties changing, like his friends, sure. like, I don't want my friends to get hurt. They're like, mm-hmm. you know what? You don't have friends. No. You've got the dark army, and that's all that matters. You're a foot soldier. You follow orders. Right. Uh. So pretty obvious what they're doing there. Anyway, Dom's given four weeks mandatory psych leave, I think. I don't think she talks her way out of it here. Right. Um, But she shows up later at the end of the episode in what may be an unofficial capacity. I'm not certain. Anyway, she brings up the Dark Army, but her boss believes that the attack um, in wherever they were, uh, over in China was some other violent faction, not Dark Army. It's apparently it's a it's offshoot shoot. It's a Turkish offshoot that live huh. in China, but they're like one of the, you know, officially recognized minority classes within China. Okay, you know, there's lots you I hear do. a lot about like um, uh, the uh, God damn it, the the monks, uh, <laughs> the Tibetans. Yeah, like there's a lot you know, and there's like kind of a fractious relationship with the central government. But this is another one of those. Hmm. Okay. Tibetan monks don't go around bombing people. Apparently, these Not these Yugar U- separatists do. Uh, and she lays out a pretty strong case for for the Dark Army extraction, or right. You know, not direct evidence, but like reasons why they would do it. And I think a lot of what she's saying makes sense here. Well, well yeah. And I don't know that we know a hundred percent that she's right, but come on, she's right. That's the thing. Like, is the FBI on the dole? Or are they just this obtuse? That's a really good question. I mean, they're they're still listening to what China says, which I guess makes some sort of sense because. But it does seem like a very obvious manipulation. Fishy. Yeah, and you know, we find out like so knowing knowing the facts that we know now. Number one, no one in the audience thought Dom was going to die. Right. And number two, that she didn't get out of any kind of clever way. The guy just committed suicide. I actually kind of thought it'd be better if they showed him after he, like, I wish they just showed him last week, uh, have the drop, the drop on her and just kill himself. Yeah. Like that would have been a like, what the fuck? And, you know, I think, uh, 
that for Dom it would have been, and we'd have felt that. Just cutting to black, I don't know. That's a curious creative choice. I thought. Yeah, I'm with you. That that was strange, given what we know now. Like if she had like won in a shootout, it'd have been outrageous, right? But I think it was there was a really there's something creepy about like the one guy was shot and like then he shoots himself like okay, well he didn't want to be taken prisoner. Right. This guy could have done a team wipe and instead yeah. turns a gun himself. That's like really creepy kind of bane. Uh, uh, not bane. Uh, who's the uh, who was the fucker from? Uh, no, it was bane, wasn't it? You know, like they expect to find another body in the wreckage, brother. Like the fact that you're just going to give up, remember. give up your life for this other cause. Yeah, yeah. You're a faceless goon in a mask, but you 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 feel strong enough about your convictions that you'll end your life. That's the uh, that's that's really disturbing to me. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do think it was a curious choice to to cut there and not show that because it would have been right. a what the fuck sort of moment. Right. Um. But I, I guess I expected it to come back with her still in the shootout. Yeah, or and something. See the yeah. resolution to that, but they just kind of say the resolution. Uh, let's go over to Philip on a conference call with the Speaker of the House. The guy tells him that the bailout isn't going to happen. There's no chance. Then his assistant comes in with bad news. He can't contact the Minister of Security over at, uh, over in China. Yeah. Uh, who we know is White Rose, Mr. Zhang. Uh, also, his car's late because protesters have surrounded the building. Uh, do you think that Price knows that Zhang is White Rose? I'm not sure about that. I've took it for granted that uh-huh. they were working together on a hack but now I don't think that's true. I think has he, he thinks... ever met with with the minister of security over in China? I doubt. Yeah, it. no, he did in the the spoilers the after credit scene from last season. Right, right, but in what capacity? Like was that was he in China? Was did the minister come over? Like so do you think there's no that, real okay, context so I get, there? Yeah, to the so I I guess my question is, do you think a man like Philip Price, who owns this global company, would uh, know the uh, uh, most of the ministers of China? Like, I feel like if I'm a, if I was that guy, I would know like all the all the higher ups in my my political circle. Right. I'd probably know like the, the 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 heads of government of the UK and France and like, you know, not every place, but your major I, business I in that kind so. of Japan, probably. Yeah. Uh, all your trade partners, maybe India. So it's like, I guess I would think that he would know who that is or have the resources Probably. to easily find that information out if there was a... So I, I think he knows he's Zhang. Okay. Um, especially since he's frustrated that he won't pick up the phone. We saw him have a conversation that he got hung up on a couple episodes back. But I don't... I, I'm starting to really think that he wasn't in on this hack at all. Or he thought it would be something that the Chinese huh. were going to help him on. He doesn't understand that the White Rose is trying to fuck him on it. Really? So, so you're are you saying that like after the hack happened, he went to China for looking for help, or, or that maybe he was on board of the hack? And I don't know why. Like you know, I had the speculation that maybe this was going to be I'm going to destroy the U.S. currency so that they'll invest in my right, cryptocurrency. The, the we talked coin, about that, sure. sure the Ecoin. Um, and he thought it was going to be that way, and now he's starting to slowly realize it's the other. Like, oh, I'm get, I'm so being what is, killed. I guess in that scenario, what does it matter that White Rose and Minister Zhang are the same person to to Philip? Because he knows the Dark Army was helping, I think that he thought that Zhang was going to help him, and they saw eye to eye on something. Right. Whereas, uh, okay, if, he knew, if he knew that Zhang was White Rose and the Dark Army, and they're trying to bring him down, that he probably wouldn't have gotten in that relationship uh, with with China and Zhang in the first place. Hmm. Something there just doesn't line up for me because I 
like he he ostensibly wanted to be brought down, right? Like the hack. If, if you're saying that the hack is so part of his plan, it's the difference between a wrestler having a razor blade in their wristband and gashing their forehead, and like, oh my god, I like somehow like, doubt this analogy is going to help me. But okay, let's. let's <laughs> but go you know, it's it. like that's a wound that's supposed to look shocking to uh, get an effect. Versus someone actually shooting you in the gut in the head with a gun, like it's almost like, oh my god, this is exposed to fatal weakness in the system. I know how to short up e coin, mm-hmm. and it's like a, that's a sham versus right. someone shooting you in the chest. And, I get that part, but okay. what what about White Rose makes like changes the equation there? I don't. It's like because if they weren't the same person, and and Minister Zhang had used some person named White Rose as head of the Dark Army to execute this hack i don't think that changes the equation at all how does it change the equation to find out gus fring was like you know was, was actually the drug king or like from hank's perspective in breaking bad how does it change their relationship to find out that he was actually a drug lord like well it, but that's like saying that hank had a plan for yeah, meth, meth right. to get distributed throughout new mexico yeah, he had a heroin plan didn't and then it, it turns meth. out all oh, these guys are the same guy fuck that i didn't know well i mean yeah that's like massive conflict of interest like the same reason like real estate agents and lawyers have to disclose to you who all they work with because right, that right. like you know that that allows you to properly weigh the checks and balances in your relationship like yeah, I guess they just haven't shown me anything where that would be significant yet. Hmm. In my mind, anyway. Yeah. Maybe I'm completely wrong, and maybe uh, it is important. Well, I, mean, I do tend to go off in the weeds a little bit. It's both a government official but... and a hacker. Yeah, I, I don't know. There could be something there. Yeah, I just feel like that. E, Philip underestimated how trustworthy Zhang is for my analysis. Oh, absolutely. Without without 100%. having a hundred percent of the picture to to make that that judgment. Yeah, I mean, White Rose had stage two, whatever the hell that is, which seems right. to be like the attack on the FBI. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's part of stage two. Mm-hmm. I I definitely think there's a double cross happening here. Yes, it's and, and that's kind of spelled out in the text. But yeah. And then he's like, oh, I'll have the NYPD summoned, however. Yeah. It's like, oh, my. This, like, you can hear the, the Imperial March in the background of this yeah, guy. Yeah, I guess he has that power. I don't right. know. It sounds like something he's probably done before. Right. And the, the fact that, it. like, the United States would fund the bailout by going to China and say, hey, can you give us. Th-? Like, that's not how the world works. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, We're going to borrow money to fund a bailout of the. Right. Like, Oof. if you're going to go with that, if you're going to try to make that, at least, like, talk about treasury bonds and maybe, like, encourage China to buy them, like, that right. they wouldn't, you know... We why... can go national with the Puerto Rico thing. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I I don't... I it, it, That's super annoying to me. Uh, did you see the, the Reddit post that pointed out some of the imagery in the scene? Uh, oh, with the reflection of the table? You were the guy, yeah. he's saying, like, you know, these war drums, you can always find a way to drown them out, and they cut away to where this this reflection in the table, mm-hmm. if you look at the reflection, Philip's head is, like, just his eyes above, it looks like a watery surface, implying yeah. that he himself is the one that's drowning, which reinforces all this idea that he's not really in control the way we think he is, the yeah. way we thought he was. Oh, is he the master of the slave? <sighs> Is he the one Seems or the zero? Seems to be the slave. Mm. All right, let's move on to Angela repeating her mantras while practicing the hack. Uh, Darlene preps her a bit, and then Cisco shows up, and Angela immediately recognizes him. Makes it really super fucking obvious that she recognizes him, but then also really poorly acts like she's never met the guy and leaves. So why doesn't 
in a super secret hacker, like, why isn't this a full stop, emergency Press the stop? Issue. Yeah. No, f- f- fuck you. What's really going on? Yeah. Did you just shit your pants? Like, yes. did you did your colon break? Did loose you just have a and- stroke? <laughs> right. Did you have a series of heart attacks we didn't know about? Because that's fishy as shit. Really important too. And I and Darlene it, just lets it go. It and not just lets it go. Like, oh well, we'll deal with that next episode. Lets it go to the extent that she goes on. She she continues this operation, right? Even though she knows that there is information about these people's. You know, like like if Philip finds out that he didn't know that Zang was White Rose and he finds out and he mm-hmm. just doesn't acknowledge that this new information. Yeah. Like that's kind of that level. And like, I don't know, man. No, I really didn't like that. Uh, this is a classic problem we have in other shows of people not talking. Yes. Um, and and it's so obvious what, what Angela – like something is wrong here. It's weird because it's almost like I don't trust the audience to understand that they would recognize each other from a CD exploit. So right. I've got to ape and mug for the camera so they abundantly know, but yeah. that really doesn't work for the characters. Like, Angela no. should have – like, they, they – I mean, there's a way to play off of them catching each other's eye without grinding the scene to a halt for 30 seconds of them staring at each other. I, I have the same problem later on in Angela's uh, interactions as FBI agent. Like, this is not how normal people behave in the positions they're in. Oh, right, right. Later on the floor. Okay, yeah, let's uh, let's try to get to that. We're running a little long here. Uh, Dom goes to her usual corner store where the situation is real grim. There's nothing in the store. Ahmed's closing up shop. She asks for one final turkey sandwich. Uh, is this just checking in with society here? But is it also trying to show that, like, when we first met Dom and she was dealing with Ahmed, we kind of understood that, like, you know, I said, like, oh, this is a such contrast to Elliot. She's so smooth and in control and socially confident. Mm-hmm. Yet it felt very inappropriate, her, like, well, I guess I shall take advantage of this turkey sandwich one last time, didn't it? Like, that yeah. felt like, and I, I felt I like now, so. now, they're, I... now they're continuing to flip it to show how much her and, and, and Elliot have in common. Because that's mm-hmm. just a pretty gross way to interact with someone losing their business. Well, while you are well, during your in your death spiral, could you spare me a turkey sandwich? I mean, there's nothing. I, you know what I'm saying? Like it yeah, seems a I pretty callous I, way, I, and and the way she smiled. I that's that's what I got from it. Yeah, I guess it's not like, you know, one more time for nostalgia. To me, I read it as one more time for you know old time's sake, but like. But her affect was not sad. It was, like, exaggerated, almost manic. The other thing is okay. there was a lot of terminology used, like, in drug circumstances. She talked about, uh, I got a juice, so when are you going to re-up on every... You know, like, I, okay. I thought that was weird that they have a lot of drug terminology in this scene. Hmm. Maybe which, she's on drugs. Know. Yeah, they're all... Well, it's caffeine. Well, yeah. Turkey. Fucking junkie. Come on. Yeah. Turkey's the real, the real killer. That's you know that tryptophan's no, no joke. <laughs> no, she can't sleep without it. I'll lay your ass out. <laughs> uh, so Darlene goes to a hotel in a disguise. She gets the maid upstairs and reads her universal room badge. Goes into an empty room. Uses a directional antenna to connect to a network outside. Um, that that's kind of just like the beginning of this, and then we go over to Angela. But let's start here. So there's. A cool little Easter egg here. There's a dude outside the hotel who's reading a newspaper. The cheese the front, Danish. Yeah. yeah, on the front of that it says, Say cheese, Danish. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's an article about Joanna hoping that Tyrell's going to return. And she's she's wandering the streets at night. Right. It's it's someone who took a picture of her in du- the street from the previous episode right. yeah. in her nightgown. And I'm 
so I'm wondering like how how much of this is actually like Tyrell sending her gifts and calling her and doing oh. these things or is this like an extended this is a paparazzi joke paparazzi yeah. thing like yeah. I I don't think that's I I don't think that's very plausible maybe she's calling a paparazzi on herself I think it's much <laughs> I think it's much more likely that it's Tyrell but I don't it's think interesting it's that they dropped that little at hint. all. No, I, like I think Tyrell's dead. Who do you think it is? I I mean I I do not. I think Mr. it's Elliot. Robot? Yeah, yeah, I think it's Elliot. Okay. I think it's some kind of uh, some guilt manifestation of his of his Mister Robot or the the Elliot part. That's like so like when Elliot's yeah. dominant, Mister Robot is like you know the sub you know subservient kind of like peripheral character. I wonder when the Mr. Robot persona is dominant over Elliot. If Elliot, there's like some small part of Elliot that's still locked away and like, I'm going to give her a call and I should tell her, but then... Right, and they, Elliot's doing the bug eye thing and yeah, like staring at Mr. And Robot. And all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This I, isn't going to help Mr. Robot. Right. There's nothing you can do right. to Just save tell Joanna. Her. Tell her you're sorry. <laughs> tell her you're... And he's like, I can't do it. I, right. I wonder. I wonder. Uh, could because be. again, I'm, I'm up to the point. Because he saw her it, when her baby, like he might feel yeah, guilty sure. about killing Tyrell if, if the, in fact he did. And I'm at the point where if Tyrell's alive after all the evidence that he's dead, I'm kind of going to be pissed. I don't think there's Cause, any cause, way he's alive. I didn't like Tyrell that much anyway. Yeah. And if you're going to, if you're going <laughs> to, with someone on Reddit, say, honey dick me. If you're going to honey dick me on this Tyrell situation this long on a character I don't like, uh-huh. and give me this much evidence that he's dead and then he's magically alive, then what the fuck? Why am I even? I'm like fuck all these Easter eggs, right? I can't even I can't even b- trust this text, let alone the subtext of the show. Mm. But yeah, I, I guess for people who didn't know that thing, she's pointing out the window is an antenna to connect to a wireless network. It's a Pringles can, fancy now, Pringles can style. It's a it's a very narrow. Is, yeah. So so you do that like cannon shape because it actually compresses the the radio wave, and instead of like right. kind of being omnidirectional, it focuses it and it makes it stronger, so you can get. Uh, surprisingly, like I've heard of that stuff working for miles. Yeah, uh, yeah. which is so she's she's got it pointed at the E Court building. Yeah, that particular floor. What wireless network is she connecting to here? The femtocell. The femtocell's not up yet. Uh, Angela hasn't run any okay. of the scripts to set it but up. But she's she so she's not actually. It's not plugged in. It she's has not no can, power. No, no, no. But she's she's using whatever that um uh whatever the Linux shell uh, that's running on the USB. She's she's connecting that and then waiting. I don't think she's actually is she actually making a connection. I mean, she types in like uh, she selects WPA two yeah. and types in a password and a wireless network. Yeah, unless, yeah, that's a good point. Unless she actually doesn't click the connect button yet, she's just waiting. Waiting, yeah. I, th- I thought my understanding, that might be it. because when the Fimtosa goes down, she then calls back and says, I've lost connection. Right. I, th- I think we're supposed to understand she's trying to connect to that thing. Okay. Okay. Um, now, she needs line to sense. I would think from that long way, you'd need line to sight, and this thing's obviously locked up in a fucking closet, so that's, I don't know how realistic that is, but whatever. Well, it's under, so it's under the the desk in the little cubicle area there, right? And there are windows all around. Mm, I guess that's true. So I, I think she could probably get to it. Because I have to say, the way those those uh, shotgun setups work is you usually have to have, like, it can work a surprising long range, but you do have to have line of sight. Right. Because even, so like, a tree branch the right side or, of the building. like, a flag waving could block the signal at right. that point. Uh, so Angela gets a call at work that it's time to hack. And she goes to the nearly empty FBI floor where she sets up the femtocell in the bathroom when she leaves, she gets hit on by an FBI agent who gets somewhat suspicious, but then she offers to meet him for lunch, and he drops it. Then she plants the femtocell. 
Unfortunately, the Wi-Fi goes offline, which means they can't get in and wipe the security footage of Angela. A.K.A. the um, Dark Army's fucking with them. Yep, yep. <laughs> Probably. Uh, so Darlene sends Angela to her cubicle so she can walk through a fix with her. Yeah. Yeah, and if you want the, the tension of her entering a bunch of random keystrokes, this is the time to do it. Shell deployed. Right. Uh, okay, now i got to walk you through a manual fix. So that's still the fact that they the whole scene of her trying to do this wax on, wax off stuff. Now, so, so what what is she actually doing in this bathroom? What is she setting up? Like, I know it's the femdust cell, but why didn't they do that ahead of time? Why she didn't do that? Or uh, that's another really valid point. Like, why do you have to be on the floor in order to it's an, it's to an set embedded, up the device? It's an embedded system. Why couldn't she just have? Like, I mean, again, I mean, she doesn't go in the bathroom and plug in the femdust cell and no. do configuration. It's no. all like. I mean, maybe she's it's running scanning the, the network. She's running the exploit. Yeah, I... Right, but I, I guess I I never understood this hack from the start, I guess, right. completely. Yeah. Um, and now that they're layering on top of it, it's getting a little I more I understand what they're trying me. to do. I just don't know what right. they're, you know, what 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 the actual physical hacking they're doing is... is I, and I even kind of understand that, but you're right. It's fuzzy on the edges. For me, anyway, I'm sure there's somebody out there who's like, oh, no, this is exactly what they're doing, right. and this but, is why. But then the fact that they're doing this instead of just running some shell scripts are is also – so it's like I don't – Right. I, my there brain's kind of like, well, how, how hard do you really want to poke at this? Yeah. Uh, there's a definite Ocean's Eleven vibe well, Why does she scene. need E-Corp burner smartphone? Like that seemed – just so she could get a call from Angela? Uh, from Darlene? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, Darlene. Right. Yeah, okay. I don't think she wants to get that on her work phone. Uh, that's true. That's true. Although, why can't they just hack in and delete it? Did you, you know? Did you hack get, the hack Verizon? Did you get the Marble Cake reference? No. So Marble Cake is a hacking group. Um, they were one of the ones really involved in like the anonymous takedown of like uh, Scientology. Okay. And nice. one of their last big so like splashy hacks is they hacked the Time Top 100 list one year. Um, they couldn't hack it to put themselves on the list. Uh, because, you know, that was closed. You just vote amongst the hundred that they have to, or sort what's most important. What they did is they gamed the poll with some kind of mathematical formula, and they used IP6 so that the IP4 filters wouldn't limit them to <laughs> one vote. And okay. they manipulated so the first letter of every entry spelled out uh, Marble Their name. Cake. Oh, awesome. Yeah, and they got pretty, awesome. pretty big props amongst <laughs> hacking circles for the fairly lightweight yet clever hack. Yeah, yeah, that's not, you know super hard to do but yeah but it, and it's also more clever than just you know defacing yeah. a website or whatnot right marvel cake was here yeah whatever. right so that was a that a little hacker culture reference nice. same way with they also use the um joshua was a password which is the name of the supercomputer from war games right war games yes. reference uh so i i really get a strong ocean's 11 vibe from this scene you got the disguise. Oh, you're you supposed got the to. Heist. That's you what I said. It's the even the the love it. the the strutting around music. It's all very Soderberg. Yeah, absolutely. Even the outfit. I thought the Angela was wearing. Not uh-huh. Angela. I'm sorry. Uh, Darlene. Uh, very very much reminded me of like the uh, times Julia Roberts would go undercover. Absolutely. Yeah. The one uh, really weird one where Julia Roberts went undercover as Julia Roberts. Right. Right. Like, Ocean's. T- 12? Twelve. That was 12, the ballsiest yeah. thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Didn't entirely work, but I'm like, okay, I guess, whatever. Uh, yeah, a lot of people like pulled screenshots of Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, and yeah. there's a, a yes. get-up that's almost exactly like this. With uh, Mara Rooney, is that her name? I don't remember. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's similar. It's not exact, but it's close. 
Uh, and then, so Mo- Mobley calls this guy's phone. He's like, "Hey, this guy talks to his mother way too much right. for comfort." So I'm gonna I'm gonna spoof his mom's phone number and call him. Right, and it just doesn't work. It straight up doesn't work. Like the guy just ignores the call. Yeah, I guess he was gonna call in and say like, "Oh, th- well, I'm the cops, and your mom's you in the see... hospital. Who is this?" Uh, like, right, right, right. Did yeah. you, Did you see? His, it's he uses "mama" for to indicate that his mother is calling. Uh huh. Right. Mama. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Mama, that's... Ooh, there's I mean, some weird shit going on It's one step up from Mommy, here. but uh, yeah. sure. Yep. Do you think that there was a significant glance from the woman that left the bathroom and him? Because okay, like, so a lot of people the are... Dur her, dur mm-hmm. her. He's... Uh, the FBI is really stupid. Uh-huh. Like, they're just always incompetent except for Dom. And I agree. If this scene is just playing out like it is on the surface, the FBI just needs to close up shop. What the fuck? Yeah. But I I kind of feel like we're supposed to understand that there's a larger game within the game being played here. Yeah. So so what people are saying is this lady who comes in the bathroom and it it means nothing. It's weird. Um, It's a strange thing to show us. Right. right? Unless they're just trying to build more tension. Right. Uh, Goes out of the bathroom and walks by this guy and nods at him right. as Angela's coming out. Which they could and they, just be coworkers, and that's a thing you do when you come out of the bathroom. Right. Hey, how's it going? Yeah. Uh, but a lot of people hands. are spitting that off to say that she is giving him the nod yeah, this, uh, about Angela. This like is the something one we're is fishy. For. Yeah, yeah. Go talk to her. But the fact that it kind of, that theory fizzles because he's like, oh, we'll have lunch. Cool. See you then. Mm-hmm. But then again, Dom comes up to talk to her at the very end of the episode, so maybe she has been made. Right, so maybe he's playing her like, okay, I know what's up here. I'm yeah. going to leave it be, and I'm going to send Dom in. Yes. Right. Yeah. They and could catch be. You, catch you red-handed. I, th- I guess that's the thing, because otherwise, they really need to do something about the fact that Dom's the only person with her thumb not completely up her ass in the FBI. Right. Um. So... You know, also, like, the entire floor being empty, practically. Like, do all these people go to lunch at the exact same time? Well, they've cleared it of all everybody but FBI agents, so it kind of makes sense that the floor is largely abandoned. I guess. Um, uh, guy knows a great Greek place around I bet you do. But you know all about Greek and Greek <laughs> right. places. Yeah. Fucking pervert. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm going to go out of order here. Oh, it, also, it ties you, so a lot of people are thinking it's a big deal that Angela actually left her thumbprint or a fingerprint on the network, the the uh, actual router that she plugs it into. Did she? I, because Angela I says wipe that, it, thought... but like someone, I don't know, someone had the screenshot sequence that said that she missed the what looks like a Netgear router that's just laying yeah. on the floor. But now that could just be a production oversight. Because everything in the scene it. tells us that she's trying to be very diligent about wiping her prints. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, if you really want to indicate it, you zoom in to a greasy fingerprint on that Netgear router. Well, there was a little bit of a camera move that emphasized it. Did it? Hmm. I mean, it's, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, True Detective Season 1, I was where you pan over pan, pan over uh, the sign and from a split-second angle it says the king or something. Right. So... Uh, and then Elvis comes in on episode sure, three. Sure, parachutes right in. And you're like, oh, of course. But did you find out it's really Nick Cage? <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen that movie. I really need to watch that. Uh, anyway, I'm going to go slightly out of order here because uh, this ties into the previous scene. Angela starts to fix for the Femto cell, uh, but Dom shows up in the middle of it. And yeah. we ca- we kind of talked about this. Do you think Dom's there on official capacity uh, under under the FBI's authority. I don't. Or do you think she's no. on leave and kind of just pursuing this herself? I, I don't. I don't know. Okay. I kind of get the hint that it might be the latter. 
Um, I think that I think the, my my the, the theory I like the best is that the bath bathroom monitor guy is yeah. working with her, so that means that she is talking in an official capacity. Right. Could could be. Um, okay. Then also out of order, this actually happened before that scene. Elliot's taken by Lone Star and his dude. He's left in a darkish concrete room. Mr. Robot shows up and thinks Elliot's going to be mad, but he's not. Instead, he hugs Mr. Robot and thanks him. Uh, then we get a flashback to young Elliot after getting in a fight in school. His dad tries to get him to talk about it, but Elliot won't. Instead, his dad tells him not only did he get fired from his job, but he's also very sick. Finally, he reveals he's starting a computer store, and Elliot gets to name it. So, I i mean, we've talked about seemingly a lot of this. Um, you know, Elliot is basically a hack slave at this point. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no escaping it in the near term. Um, he's definitely going to, Ray says earlier, you know, there's a lot of work ahead of us or whatever, a lot of work left to do. So, uh, yeah, I, I feel like they're just going to keep him in this room. Like they do the girls on the website could be and use him when they need him. Would you, did you do any research in a painting that was in Elliot's room? No, it is uh, Albrecht Durer's painting of uh, a Jesus at 12. You know, the story of where his mom and dad took him to the temple for some uh, Passover right. worship, and they lost track of him for three days, and they found him in the temple, and he was actually sitting Learning, amongst yeah. the Pharisees and scribes, like, debating with them and stuff. It's a painting yeah. of the young Jesus doing that, and all the scribes are looking at him like, ah. right. um, what the hell does that mean, man? I don't know. Is he is Elliot the Messiah? Is he the one? Well, I mean, that's been something that's been. <laughs> but what is the fact that he's? Teaching, I know it's a little too blatant. He's teaching the 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 authorities. I guess mm. I, maybe it's it's not really subtext. It's just text. Yeah, that's he's a messianic he's figure a that's, that's taken the powers to be the task. Could be. Uh, so I I don't know if the fight is important with Elliot. Like, why is he fighting? Um. You know, why does the scene start off that way and then mm-hmm. kind of go toward the Mr. Robot route? Uh, I'm not sure, but, you know, clearly young Elliot has some issues. Um, and, you know, there there is apparently some violence in his life. I guess you could extend that and say maybe, you know, other than the window incident, his father right. was, was beating him or his mother was beating him or his mother was beating Darlene or everybody his school was beating him. Just everybody just, he's got a punchable face. What are you going to do? Right. Uh, uh, the other thing is like ever since the emailer alerted me to the fact, it's really bugging me that young Elliot's eyes are Brown and old Elliot's eyes are blue. Okay. Now, is this just because they cast the best actor and didn't give a shit or are mm-hmm. we supposed to understand also that this is a key that this is yet another unreliable aspect of Elliot's? memory and brain because yeah i I guess i don't know why i trust these flashbacks i don't either man (laughs) yeah i I know like it's it's weird yeah i i just don't i mean i don't distrust them i just i'm i'm neutral right now and leaning towards distrusting because they just don't fit in with what i think i know about christian slater's character right uh yeah no that's a good question i i don't know about the eyes and frankly i've never noticed it um i'm not sure yeah. It's tough to say in the show, but yeah. but it is funny in the uh, '80s sitcom in the in the beginning. She Darlene's like playing her Game Boy, and she's like, "I can feel your bug eyes on me." Right, like clearly acknowledging that Rami Malek has these crazy eyes. Sure, <laughs> he does. He does. He's got Reba McIntyre uh, eyes. I love it. Uh, the other thing about is that is this whole thing engineered by Mister Robot to 
he couldn't beat him in chess, so now he's got Elliot in a state of emotional dependence on him. And like, oh, I did all these things to protect you. Well, fuck you, you didn't. Elliot did all this himself. This is all happening in his brain, right? right? But Elliot feels like intensely grateful, and I don't feel like he's going to fight Mr. Robot anymore. This is uh, Mr. Robot, like, and and Elliot says in the beginning, you've won. And Mr. Robot says, oh, no, Elliot, no one's won, least of all me, but he's kind of won. That sounds like something Ray would say, right? Like, mm. oh, I, I'm not trying to win, right. Elliot. I'm just trying right. to help you. Yeah, like, you're just a dog with a mosquito bite, son. I'm trying to heal you. Right. Uh, yeah. I. So I guess your question is, was that the plan or was he genuinely trying to protect him? Mm. Um, yeah. I, I don't think he's genuine about anything, but that's my prejudice against the Mr. Robot character. Now, did you think that the fact that Ray's got this medical facility that his goons can come in and snatch Elliot at any time, I thought that would really strengthen the mental institution angle that Ray is some kind of administrator of this mental hospital and he has absolute control within its doors or within its, within its walls. Yeah. I mean, I guess I just don't know where within the walls they could hide a person that the other people who aren't, complicit in this thing yeah well i mean would not find yeah him. i guess if you could say well he was violent he attacked us and he now needs to go to hospital wing and now like i yeah that's i guess that's true because how mean, much not... power is does a like a counselor or a caretaker or administrator really have like is he like the yeah, warden from shawshank think... kind of levels right. of absolute power it doesn't feel like that to yeah me, but maybe maybe he is yeah. within this institution maybe he's the guy running the place I okay don't know. fair enough um but I, I suppose that option is still up in the air, right? This could be part of the institution stuff. Sure. And I don't know. I, at this point, I don't even know how they reveal that to a satisfactory degree. Also, Ray revealed that Maxine, his dog, died in this episode. Uh-huh. Yeah. And if, if this basement, because <laughs> they have a prominent like water heater down in that basement, if Maxine... I mean, are they are they trying to say that Maxine died down here, and maybe so will Elliot? Like, does this show have the balls I mean, to they're... kill off Elliot? Nah, you don't think so. Nah, that'd be something else, though. I mean, it's called Mister Robot. I don't like sure. you kill Elliot. Where's Mister Robot? He's dead too. Yeah, and Sean Bean was on all the posters of Game of Thrones. So yeah, but it's not called Sean Bean, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Sean Bean's an anagram for for Game of Thrones, whatever. Yep. Uh, I. I don't think they'll kill Elliot. Okay. I think he's safe. Uh, well, I mean, they, they make a direct comparison to him and the one character died. But yes. then again, that's just ratcheting attention. And I will say right. that despite all the things I said about the hack and all that, that the, the virtue of it is that I did, my heart was racing just a little bit, especially that uh-huh. final scene where Angela is trying to, you know, get this last ditch effort to get the theme to sell going. I mean, I browse porn on, on at, at my employer. I know what that's like. <laughs> right. You know, those footsteps are really heavy behind. No. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like that, that was really like, oh my God, because uh, she's, this isn't just an E Corp thing. This is the FBI. Yeah. Like this is her life in the balance, you know, trying to get these uh, commands entered. Yeah. I wonder if she could turn on. Oh, that's society. Oh, now that got, she knows that Cisco's part of it, like, she's got the fifteen-second insta hack. So she's already right. got I mean, the she weapon could, she could use. Certainly, I, I just mean like, you know, Dom Dom's wise to her, realizes the femto cells mm. there, br- brings her in. Like, could she turn right on F? Well, that's then and there, and then start you know hacking against. And them. that's the open question of like at the end, of, like can Dom be turned? Like they've suggested that uh, she's got an affinity for this white rose and. 
Right. She's got a, a spiritual affinity that she doesn't even know to, to Elliot already with the, you know, kind of their habits and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. That's the other interesting thing is like, whose side are people going to be on by the end of this season? And whose side yeah. are we going to be on as the viewer? Maybe they can hack into her Amazon Echo and just <laughs> sure. have it have it slowly convince her. Like mm. when she asks, when is the world going to end? Well, it'll probably end if you don't join up with F right. Society, Dom. Right. It might do that. You should probably think about it. Right. Yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> Just it's spouting all sorts of nonsense, like Ray. What's that? Oh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens next next episode with all of this, honestly. I want to see how Elliot fights back. I next week's see if, gonna be if a ni- Angela's uh, captured by Dom. Next week's gonna be a fifteen minute Knight Rider parody. <laughs> Great. I'm in. With Christian Slater as the car's voice. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh all right. Should you would you like to entertain some feedback? The car's voice. The car. Come on, Kit. Kit. Well, okay. Use its name, man. Sure. We're sorry. talking about the singularity. We got to use these. I thought when you names. said the car's voice, I thought, oh, the evil version of Kit. Very. Yeah, that's super interesting. Oh right. What was that, what was that one called? Car. Car. C A R R. Shit. So double dumbass on you. <laughs> you challenged me to Knight Rider fan fic- or fan fan knowledge contest. Lost in the first five seconds. Damn it. Um, Hey, if you would like to support Bald Move, and we hope you do, because the only way we're able to do a podcast on Mr. Robot, especially, you know, where we, we get the, the time to do all the research and compile all the feedback, uh, is that we do this as a, as a full-time job uh, because uh, people enjoy it. And the way we are able to do that is people voluntarily supporting us. Uh, a couple ways to do that, club.baldmove.com. Uh, that's a way to directly send us your monies, and in exchange, you get expanded features and video access and special sections on the forums, bonus content, ad-free feeds, a bunch of other stuff. Uh, also, another lesser-known benefit is the ad-free feeds are our entire catalog of whatever show. Or you can also subscribe to a feed that has all of our shows in it, so you don't have to have multiple feeds. Um you know, iTunes has like limitations of how many things we can fit in there, so that's that's mm-hmm. an, an an unheralded benefit. Club.baldmove.com and then also Amazon.baldmove.com. If you're buying stuff on Amazon, please use the Amazon.baldmove.com variant that uh, refers you to them. Uh, we get a teeny tiny cut of your cart. It doesn't cost you anything. It's just a free way to send us money and goodwill, and we appreciate everyone that supports us. Thanks. Starting off, Melody from Oklahoma City. I'd like to throw out a less interesting theory on why Elliot's able to physically visit Krista in her own office if he is indeed in a mental institution. The first, because that's a problem we've had. Like, how the hell? And you mentioned the I fact that I thought I addressed it last episode. Yeah, there's inconsistencies in the setting, but, you know, she's got another uh, plan. Okay. Uh, the first time we see Darlene visit Elliot, she has a line of dialogue that says something like, I don't know why you did this to yourself. Mm-hmm. Which implies to me that Elliot voluntarily committed himself. Mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with how this works exactly, but if he's there of his own free will, would he be allowed the flexibility to leave the facility to continue seeing his own therapist? So is that what – which Maybe. do you like better, the fact that he's misremembering the details of a room or the fact that he's self-committed and is able to – like, okay, you've got two hours to get to your therapist's office and back. Like you're on how kind of a like a house arrest arrangement. Uh, either one works. I, it's That's fine. what I'm like, yeah. yeah I, I don't think I'm wedded to any particular one. I'm not either. Uh, but you're going soft on the institution theory. A little bit. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, me, M.E. writes in, uh, sorry I didn't support my thesis about the Dom-Darlene parallels. Uh, 
So he, he right. came back for a second scoop because it essentially was they both have red hair. Yeah, and I dismissed it because that wasn't enough. Um, so they both speak bluntly to people. They both have a more masculine sense of style, but with preteen flair. Darlene has her heart-shaped sunglasses, and Dom has her lollipops. They both get spooked by proposals. One of the first times we see Darlene in the series, she has left Cisco because he proposes to her. Of course, there's the big thing about Dom, you know, rejecting Run their away. proposal. Uh, oh, and also like running away from her marriage. Yeah. So there's a lot more parallels to their character than we first suspected, and they both have red hair. QED. Well, now I'm in. Now okay. I'm sold. Okay. Uh, no, there there are certainly some parallels. Yeah. Uh, they also say, I like your theory about the singularity. I hope the series goes full on sci-fi. The big reveal, the E-Corp factories are producing AI, and the Elliot is one of the prototypes. This is the one right. I teased. Okay. There has to be another meaning to the series title, right? And then we'll see the big reveal when White Rose is time hacking, uh, time traveling back to the time when Elliot's dad is pulling him off the assembly line. Oh, so, man. I mean, I don't know about this, but there's a lot of things about Elliot's aspect that would make sense if he were an android. Mm-hmm. Like, the even the acting choices he does. Yeah, I... I want to say it's crazy and that the show will never go there, but... Mr. Robot, though. Might, that's the thing. Mr. And Robot. I would be super excited to watch a show go from what Mr. Robot starts as to something about the singularity and AI and, and also explain some of the weird choices, like his father being cool with him stealing the money. Like if you, if you contextualize that as like a inventor, that's just delighted that this Android is doing some kind of crazy human behavior uh-huh. that makes sense versus like, well, I've got an autistic son, so I guess he's just going to steal 20 bucks hmm. and it's not right for that guy to make him feel like an asshole for it. Right. Anyway. Also, he could tear me in half with his bare, bare Android hands, <laughs> so I won't press the issue. Uh, Michael L., uh, I was really interested in hearing it's more... basically the Chewbacca of this universe. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was really interested in hearing more about this. Well, he's got bare Android hands. I'm like, literally, he's got Chewbacca-shaped bare hands. <laughs> <laughs> but they're Android. They're bare Android hands. Right. Uh, I was really interested in hearing you talk about the Silk Road. I read a brief piece in a book about the site, but I'd like to know more. Can you recommend the book or website where I can? Oh, shit. Um, honestly, Wikipedia had a surprisingly pretty good timeline about the Dread Pirate Roberts and his rise to power and the things that got him in trouble and the fact that he's currently serving life in prison, the murder contracts, all that stuff is touched on. But I also found out there's a documentary called The Deep Web that is produced and directed by Alex Winters who you okay. might know as either Bill or Ted from Bill or Ted's Excellent Adventures. What the fuck? He's the non-Keanu. Well, right. Guess who's the narrator of the documentary? He's Bill. Keanu Reeves. No, yes. come on. And I guess it, it got like it, oh, it got fuck, some sun, cool. it got some sun I didn't know about this until I started researching the question, but I kind of want to check it out now. That sounds it, really it, awesome. It got a lot of buzz on Sundance like a year and a half ago, so if you want to read, and he actually interviews original sources and some of the merchants and customers and the people who are involved in the sting, and uh-huh. it sounds really cool as hell. That that sounds amazing. If you can handle a lot of whoa and bogus right. and all that stuff. Uh, also, Wired had a really good article. Yes, right up on this about the untold story. Of the, it. the the author of the article was involved in the production of the documentary. Okay, I saw cool. in the notes too. Yeah. So there's some resources you want to hear more about that. Uh, Axel Foley writes in, maybe Elliot was running or worked for a Darknet site like the one he discovers this season. Axel Foley, really? Yeah, right. Beverly Hills Cop. 
Uh, maybe it's tied into the story he told last episode of the original reason he got in trouble, the result of the evil core pack, which he was doing to make up for his past, sent him into a pit tailspin. He's hiding or stashed away somewhere, but no one has visited him or knows where he is, and his whole storyline has been in his head. This quote-unquote hack into the Darknet site is just the next part of Elliot hacking himself and coming to terms with hurting so many people and accepting Mr. Robot. It'd be kind of cool if this season the only real person in Elliot's storyline is Mr. Robot, which would be a complete flip of last season. And the boot made the person taking care of Elliot in this near-comatose state as he works out his mental issues as well. Like, I don't like this at all. Like, I mean, it's, find not, out that the it's only, not possible. I don't think so. I mean... Well, I would be furious. We've... We've seen non-Elliot perspectives on Angela and Darlene. Sure. They're all involved in the hack. Elliot himself is involved in the hack. He's just a, Those people have to be real. The like, whole thing's taking place in a snow globe in young Elliot's mind. Uh, yeah, that's that's some St. Elsewhere shit, man. I, I can't get on board with that, Axel. Sorry. I figured it out. Elliot is actually <laughs> Tyrell. And the baggage he's talking about in the trunk. What, what did he mention about the trunk? What about it? The baggage, the... Elliot's been in the trunk all along. Elliot's just still in the trunk of that SUV. Okay. In the parking lot. Sure. He's actually Tyrell. He's actually, he's everyone. I say okay, but still furious. Yeah, still no, furious. it's real stupid. Uh, Black- it's a real bad theory on my part. Sorry. So we had the, we, we talked about the theory of Mr. Robot or Elliot hacking Ray's dialysis machine. We both dismissed as being wildly improbable. Right. Get this shit. I read this email. Black Sausage writes in, the, ma- the machine shown in the episode is the NX Stage System 1. I spent two years using one while I had kidney a kid- until I had a kidney transplant in 2012. Good for you, man. Hope you're, you're mm-hmm. doing well. Uh, these are there, there are two ways I could see the dialysis machine being used as a plot device against Ray. One, this particular system has both an Ethernet port and USB jack. <laughs> Blows me away inside okay. the back panel. I never had a need to plug my machine in, but if your doctor is fancy dancy, he or she can remote connect to your machine and view the data and perform software updates. Wait, how do they do that with Ethernet and USB? If you plug it in, plug it in. Okay, yeah, okay. it's not Wi-Fi, but right. Like I'm thinking, how the hell is he going to get in his house unsupervised long enough to plug into? But his if Ray's doctor's machine? monitoring his treatment the way some of these connected doctors do, he's already connected. Oh, right. Okay. Or gotcha. I also yes. I would I would accept in the Mr. User, you, you, robot universe that it is Wi-Fi capable. Why not? Well, right. So I like the part of the email that made me sit up and listen there was that monitoring thing where they were right. like, hey, we monitor you remotely and we check on your status, whether you're using the machine and yeah, whether it's and whether functioning they, properly. How well your blood chemistry is being controlled. That makes right. perfect sense. And then they call you up and say, hey, fucker, you're not doing your dialysis if sure. you don't do it. Or you're doing it right, but your chemistry has changed. We need to make a couple. Cause let, or let's, your let's, insurance company specifically is what he says. Yeah. Yes, yes. So let's get to the actual hacking. Yeah. Elliot could kill Ray by speeding up the blood pump to a very high level, causing his oh blood God. to hemolytize. Hemolysis, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Causing when, it to turn into molten blood. <laughs> it's when your red blood cells rupture, which would uh, mm. release enormous amounts of potassium into Ray's bloodstream, resulting in cardiac arrest. In fact, that's the final shot they give you when they're doing um, the uh, uh, lethal injection. It's a massive shot of potassium that stops your heart. It'd also be kind of cool because it would reference the attacks of the... You could just bake him a really concentrated banana bread. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Uh, This would also be kind of cool because it would reference the attack on the Iranian nuclear facility where the U.S. and Israeli hackers destroyed it by speeding up their centrifuges. 
right. kind of cool foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah. The second and more convoluted method would be to something to do something to fuck up raised dialysis supplies. Home dialysis patients need enormous bags of electrolyte solutions to be delivered to their houses weekly so they can perform treatment. The solution requires a prescription, which is calibrated based on the patient's regular blood test results. Uh, dialysis is simply osmosis. Your blood grows, goes through an actual filter, which sits in a special bath of dialysis solution consisting of sterile water, sugar, and electrolytes. The sterile wire, water removes the toxins from your blood via osmosis. The sugar removes the excess water from your body. And the electro, uh, le- electrolytes restore your body's pH balance. So as not to make a custom solutions for each patient, the dialysis companies will make solutions in batches based on the amount of electrolytes they contain. So, for example, mm-hmm. a patient with prescriptions uh, calls for a solution at the lowest level of potassium could potentially die if they use a solution with the highest levels. Hmm. So if Elliot hacked a dialysis company's delivery management system, he could change the dialysis solution so that, that Ray would receive, which could fuck with his treatment, make him diabetic, or possibly even kill him. Okay. In real life... I'm leaning toward this now because... Why else show yeah. the dialysis thing? I mean, unless it's all just a story. Uh, but we've seen but, him alone talking to his machine. He absolutely right, right. is using this machine by our mutually accepted yeah. rules of And why else show. show that unless that's going to be Seem, yeah. important later on? And, like, we dismiss it as impossible, but, like, I heard from, like, at least two people saying, no, really, these things have these capabilities. So, all right, I'm back on board. Yep. Um... Brett, I, I especially like the hacking of the distribution. Yeah. Um, to change the solution. Now, I don't know how they, how exactly they convey that in the show, but they have a way of conveying like things that most people don't know uh-huh. very quickly. Yeah. Like they could just say, "Oh, uh, potassium solution ten percent," right. and then sh- show him changing it to ninety or whatever. Right. Uh, so Brett uh, and also James V.E. chimed in. They'd spent time in China and Japan, respectively, and they talked about, I guess it's for different reasons. In China, it seems like the Chinese that James talked to said that they 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 said it's because it keeps your face warm and it's less fussy than a scarf. But okay. then the Japanese people said it's because it's a sh- sign of re- respect for your fellow man that you're, you know, as you said, you're not trying to transmit cold and diseases and stuff. So... Hmm. Uh, it does seem like a weird kind of fashion cultural thing in, in the Far East. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, CW says, I have some suspicion that the FBI chief might be working with Price and White Rose. One, maybe this is why White Rose is startled by Dom's mention of Dark Army, as the FBI chief may have agreed not to mention it as an official meeting. Uh, two, huge coincidence that the chief was in his room during the shooting. That is <laughs> right. kind yeah. of fortuitous for him. Three explains why the chief is insisting on Dom taking her leave, insisting the shooting was unrelated to Dark Army and ignoring all of Dom's probably valid suspicions. Four explains the lack of security on the FBI floor and E Corp Tower, which, you know, we're kind of in two minds about. But what do you think about the FBI chief working with Price and White Rose? It doesn't feel right. It feels more like this is an uh, attempted Chinese takeover. Uh-huh. Um and I don't know why the fuck the FBI would agree to anything even remotely involving Chinese hacking on domestic soil. Right. <laughs> like, but then the, F, the NYPD I mean, that is on guy, E-Corp's payroll too. So you got to, right. Can't... But I, sure. But you would have to have people at the highest levels of government interested in bringing down the economy of the country that they're running mm-hmm. for this to happen. I don't, I don't see it. Okay. I think it's just straight up the show is portraying them as incompetent. 
Uh, Jay had a comment on the, as a as a professional translator. He says, "I cannot stand another scene in Chinese on this show." <laughs> DB Wong, you're a fine actor, but your Mandarin is so bad. There's no way you can be a minister of security in China. The Chinese dialogue in the show ranges from Google Translate gone bad to complete gibberish. Wow. Sam Esmail may be very well technolo- technology inclined, but both he and the network are paying zero attention to this detail. In a way, I get it. Chinese is a complex and difficult language, and who among us hasn't embellished language skills on their resume a little? But dear God, did these scenes just completely ruin the show for me. Hmm. I've heard that a lot from, like, uh, Narcos, an otherwise awesome show. Like, I guess was a laugh-out-loud affair in South America because none of these guys had the very distinct... Accents, It'd yeah. be like if you're trying to make a show about Texas oilmen. Right. And we're watching it, and they all speak with outrageous Bostonian accents. Uh-huh. Like, even if the show was amazing, that thing right there would probably be like, no, fuck it, I can't do it. Yeah. So I, I get it. I'm And, and in a way, I'm kind of glad I'm an American and th- thus uh, monolingual because I don't ever have that problem. You know... Boston and Austin are only one letter off. <laughs> oh, that's, that's not true at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Sean Bean's an anagram for Game of Thrones. <laughs> Fact. Uh, Keith A said, "Just uh, I just got to see this last night, and I'm sure it's already been covered, but this episode borrows very heavily from Steven Soderbergh. The musical montage scene was very out of sight in its camera work and musical choices, and the planting of the device and training montages are very Ocean's Eleven. Uh, so we've had... What are all the different influences so far? We've had um, Full House, <laughs> sure. Clarissa explains it all. But we had Soderbergh. We had um, uh, Kubrick. Right. We had the God. wasn't Wasn't the Did we have a Scorsese or a? I can't remember. Uh, that might have been something Coppola? we inferred. Yeah, and wasn't necessarily. I thought there was exactly something there. that was Godfather in, in in like the the way the music was. There used. was. It was like the baptism scene or whatever. Right. Um, right. Yeah, that sort of vibe. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't, I don't know what I think about. Like, I guess that's cool as long as everything else is good. And it's very, it's feeling very clear to me that we're not going to be able to have the ultimate answer of how good the show is until the season's over. Yeah. So uh, that's all the feedback we got for this week. Please okay. join us back next week for the next episode. Hopefully, we'll get that Night Rider uh, uh, spoof slash yeah. montage. Uh, just as every every show is a different decade. We're gonna have Baywatch. Uh, <laughs> They're have... all Hasselhoff shows, though. Apparently, <laughs> oh, like, is that the connection? Did Hasselhoff guest scare, guest stare, guest guest scare? stares, guest scared. He guest scared, creeped everybody out. Uh, guest spotted on Full House. I know the Beach Boys did one. Probably. I mean, yeah, it was the eighties. Mm. Well, technically the nineties. I don't know when did that show come out. I don't know. Ninety one. I don't know. Earlier? I just remember that TGIF Fridays on ABC were a big part of my wholesome household. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I actually legitimately I enjoyed them for a few years, but then, like, my family never got tired of that shit, and I turned into a teenager, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck Urkel. Fuck Danny Tanner. Fuck Uncle yep. Jesse. And obviously, uh, fuck Kimmy Gibbler. Fuck Kimmy Gibbler, sure. And if I can get Uncle Jesse's wife in there, too, it's uh, more <laughs> to the good. Again, I was 13. I couldn't help myself. Uh, okay, that's it for feedback. If you'd like to send us more, robot at baldmove.com. It's pretty easy. Robot, no mister, no dots, just robot. Yep. Uh, or you can uh, talk about your lazy, lady. Lady? God. Talk about your, your latest crazy conspiracy theory with your fellow fans on forums.baldmove.com. Yep, big announcement. I got a new show coming out. Uh-oh. 
one that you're not involved with, one that um, I'm doing with Eric. It's Halt and Catch Fire, another one that people who watch this show might be interested oh, in. I'm stuck in a nerd technology rut, I am, man. man, and none of them are getting good ratings. I don't know what I'm going to do here. Uh, <laughs> apparently, technology is not the place to be in TV. You but would think that that's... You know, because like you just it's right up my alley. And, I know. You know, there's like this. This we're in the age of the nerd. Like I'm very surprised that Mr. Robot. Not. I guess this season, as as obtuse as it's been, I can see it turning a lot of people off. But uh-huh. yeah, I, I am kind of shocked that only like a half million people are watching this day of. Yeah, but I'm I'm starting a new Halt and Catch Fire show next week, so uh, check that out. It's called Mutiny Community, which is very difficult to Mutiny say. Mutiny Community. Uh, quickly in the What's intro. What's your email address? Is it going to be muttcom? Uh, it's just mutiny at baldmove.com. Ah, gotcha. So, uh, yeah, if, you, if you're if you getting ready for season three of that and you want to send in some feedback, go ahead and do that. Uh, I'm going to send you feedback and theories based solely on the previously ons <laughs> and next time's on. It's a good idea. Someone should do a whole <laughs> podcast based on that. Uh, all right. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we will see you next week. See ya. Bye.